Welcome to the bookshelf at the end of the universe. I'm your host, Elliot. Um, on the other microphone is a reoccurring guest. We don't have any problem with her. It's Kristen. Hi, I'm Mom. That's your catchphrase, I think. Yeah, you know it works. So, we're getting into summer. Yeah. Are you excited? Yeah, the book we're talking about sort of does have a lot to do with summer. It's a perfect summer read. I mean, I feel like most young people read it in school. But I do think it's a really good book to read while, you know, you're on vacation and, you know, just hanging out. Cause That's a good it's, question. How's your lunch? My lunch is fine. Good. Okay. Uh, um, but I think yeah. this book is a really good one. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what book we are talking about? Uh, we are talking about Holes by Lewis Sacker. And I would like to mention very briefly that my teacher wanted me to read this, so shout out to my teacher. Um, did you um, read it in class? Uh, yeah, we read it sort of together, and then we watched the movie on Friday. Okay. Um, at the end, I want to kind of hear your thoughts on the movie versus the book, but let's yeah. wait till the end for that. Okay? All right. Um, so, so go ahead, start us off. Yeah. Um, it was published in August 20 of 1998, so it's, it's like maybe 20 years old. Yeah, it's a bit older, but the cool thing is about it, it's still relevant and... It's not outdated. Uh, yeah, like... It still holds up, just mm-hmm. like Jurassic Park. It's outdated, but it holds up. There you go. Okay, what else you got? It was published by Scholastic. I mean, makes sense because like most kids' books are published by Scholastic. Um, I I think it falls into realistic fiction, uh, due to the fact that the events might actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, when you say realistic fiction, like, we didn't have any magic, we didn't no. have any, like, space. Um, no. is there a mystery element to it? Mm, not, not really. Okay. Um, I also would like to say, because this kind of falls into realistic fiction, actually it does. Um. It's, I think, adventure. Yeah, adventure of realistic fiction. Mm-hmm, because it definitely leads you on an adventure. And I like to think, and I know this isn't always true, librarians, don't at me. Um, when it comes to adventure, most of the time, your setting is outdoors. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick question, though. Did you ever read Holes? I have read parts of Holes. Like huh. when I taught the lower levels, um, we read parts of it. We didn't read the whole book. Um, but do you, you know enough? To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the story. I've seen the movie. Um, huh. My younger siblings read the book in school. So I'm, famili- I'm very familiar with the book. I just haven't myself read the entire thing front to back. But I have seen the movie. And I know the movie and the book stick together pretty well, which we'll yeah, get to that it's, at the end. It's not a one-to-one, but it's a pretty right. good representation. Okay. Uh, just some content warnings. There is language, like, I think there's only language once mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, and then there's a lot of bullying in there. Okay. And then there's uh, also some racism. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna When it comes to the yeah. racism... Oh, by the way, we are going to talk spoilers, so... Yeah. <laughs> this, movie, this book's been out long enough. Um, Most kids have already read it. Yeah, again, a lot of classes read it. When you say the racism, is the racism directed at a single character, a group of characters? Is it angry, violent racism? Uh, it's 
so there's a whole scene where uh, kids are saying that uh, Stanley's uh, uh, Zuel is Stanley's slave, and they're mocking him. Oh, yeah. So, but that that's like maybe only like five chapters, so compared to like the fifty others, so it's not that much. Okay, well, that's just what I was yeah wondering. Um, does that get resolved in the book? Is that something that you know, as you're reading it, you see that Stanley stands up to the bullies and say like, yeah. "No." Yeah, he tries it. He tries explaining it to them, but they're like the kids who are like, "Yeah, well, then why'd you still do it, huh?" Gotcha. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into a little biography. Yeah, tell me a little bit about our Lewis Sacker. So I went to his personal website and I looked him up on Google. And this is the information I found. Lewis Sacker is an American YA mystery comedy author. He is best known for Wayside School and Holes. Holes won the 1998 U.S. National Bank Award for Young People's Literature and the 1998 Newbery Medal Award. So, Lewis has some awards for Holes. Yeah, I mean, again, it... it He's a wonderful author, even though I've only read one book of his. Um, Wayside Schools, those are funny. I definitely recommend other people to read Wayside. Yeah, I think uh, Cody said he read that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, highly recommend Wayside Schools because that's... He told me it was like about a school that was built sideways. Cause... Yeah, and just things at the school aren't right. So... I mean, the whole school itself isn't right. Right, but I mean, like, like that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. Imagine having to get to the door. Like, you have to jump to the door and just... Ugh. Mm-hmm. All right, so, um, it uh, and I'm gonna go on to some like awards it's won. Uh, the fact of it's part of a series, it has won the Newberry, as I mentioned, the Boston Globe, the ALSC, uh, the Notable Children's Books, uh, the new I I don't know I sometimes I initialize my stuff, so he also won the NBA, I initialized it. The yeah. NBA? Yeah. What does that stand for? I have no idea. Well, you gotta know what you gotta do. All right. Uh, and then he also won the CCBC uh, award. Okay. Well, he, he it said he, like, it was, noti- it was notable. Okay. CC- CCBC. That's hard to say. All right. Um, right. I'm just gonna go into the plot. Stanley Yelnats, if you haven't noticed, that's Yelnats spelled backwards. What is Yelnats spelled backwards? Stanley. Gotcha. Um, Stanley Yelnats the fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, no good, dirty, rotten, pig stealing great grandfather uh, decided it would be a good idea to name all his children Stanley Yelnats. And Stanley Yelnats is wrongly convicted of stealing shoes from Sweet Feet, aka Clyde Livingston, a famous baseball player. And is sent to Camp Green Lake, where he has to dig a hole every day, five feet deep and five feet wide in every direction. And he has some odd encounters with some of the people there and some of the events that go on there. Like uh, when he meets, uh, not really he meets, but he hangs out with this group and they toss around sunflower seeds. But Stanley drops his and ends up getting in trouble with Mr. Saw, the second in command of the camp. Um, and, uh, Mr. Saw, like, goes to the warden, who we later find out is a girl, 
which shocked some people because in the book they described her as like masculine and tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, uh, the warden like gets on to Mrs. Saw for uh bring for bringing her out for something silly. Okay. Um. Let uh. Do you have do you, do you know of a any other way to describe holes? Because I want to see how much you know about it. Well, I have a couple questions based off of yes. the the things you you just mentioned. Um, so you said Grandpa decided to name everyone. The uh, Stanley's no good, dirty rotten pig stealing great great grandfather. Okay, so is their last name originally Yelnats, and then yes. he's okay. I don't know if he changed that up. So then. Well, I think I know his no good, dirty, rotten, pig stealing great great grandfather, named Elia, went to America and married somebody. I don't remember if he kept his middle name or if he took the other person's middle name. Okay. Not middle name, sorry, last name. Okay. So. I'm goofing up today. It's okay, Hap. So this is where I have a question, and I think this is kind of what us as readers we pick up on. We're like, oh, that's a cool fact. So. Obviously, the main character Stanley's name is Stanley. His dad's name is Stanley, I assume. Does Stanley have brothers or no. uncles that are also Stanley? Okay. Uh, it's, so it's in the not book, like. It just describes him as an only child and they don't really go off to his relatives that much. Gotcha. I'm just curious if he also had a brother named Stanley. And his, uh, his dad is trying to find a way to cure foot fungus. I, I mean, that's important. I mean. Gets pretty nasty. It is. It's it's a thing. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the digging. Yes, they said in chapter two, which is short enough to be considered a passage. Okay. Um, they have this whole thing. Uh, the reader is probably asking, why would anyone go to Camp Green Lake? Most campers weren't given a choice. Camp Green Lake is a camp for bad boys. Take a bad boy and make him dig a hole every day in the hot sun. It'll turn him into a good boy. That was what some people thought. Uh, Stanley Onats was given a choice. The judge said, you may go to jail or you may go to Camp Green Lake. Stanley was from a poor family. He had never been to camp before. Okay. So that first part was what Mr. Solo refers to as the Camp Green Lake philosophy. Gotcha. So he had never been to camp, so he thought that's what it was. No, he'd never been to camp. Okay. Um. Um. Oh, all the all the kids also have nicknames. So Stanley has uh, Stanley becomes caveman, and then he meets Zero, who's Hector Zeroni. That's sort of important later on, and then Armpit Theodore. Um. Those are the only ones I remember. The other ones weren't really mentioned much. Okay. You said Stanley was wrongfully... Convicted, yes. Convicted. So who did steal? Uh, Zero. Zero did. Yes. Zero. He was homeless and uh, uh, Clyde Livingston gave the shoes to the homeless shelter. So people would just pay money to live like the homeless people. And Zero thought that the shoes were for free. So he took them. And the police were coming after him, so he eventually took the shoes off and threw them, and with bad luck, hit Stanley on the head. And he took them. Uh, he thought it was, he specifically said 
he thought he was it was a gift from God. Okay, then let me ask this. You also mentioned the they have to dig holes. That's where yes. the name of the book comes from because yes. that's what they're doing. When they are digging the holes, yes, they're five feet deep, five feet wide. In every direction. In every direction. Yes. Why? Uh, well, because it's later explained in the book that they're sort of digging for a treasure. Okay. Because the uh, the warden, Linda Walker, um, is uh, her great grandfather, her great great grandfather, Trout Walker, uh, killed the outlaw, kissing Kate Butler. Barlow and okay. Kissing Kate had treasure hidden somewhere. And Kissing Kate herself said, You and your children will be digging holes for the next hundreds of years before you find my treasure. And the treasure was from Stanley's no good dirty rotten pig stealing great grandfather. So was by him being there, is that like revenge for his grandfather? It's not, I just- it's not really revenge. Kissing Kate didn't kill him. Kissing Kate just stole treasure. Somehow he lived 16 days without food or water. Mm, okay. He said he found refuge on God's thumb, which also comes into play later on in the book. Gotcha. I want to talk about the setting a little yes. bit more. It takes place in Texas. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I assume like a desert-like terrain. Cause... Yeah. I mean, if you had water there and then you had like plants and stuff it wouldn't make it like punishing really it would be like a jail that feels like a five-star hotel do the boys ever talk about sunburns uh sort of they say that the heat's really strong but they never really specify that they get sunburns they get blisters okay who is our narrator um it's third person so okay Gotcha. So the narrator, I guess, is Lewis? Well, the narrator is not always the author. Good point. So, okay. Well, I mean, he said in chapter two, the reader. So that probably means like... No, you can still be the narrator and say the reader. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, why do you think the boys are using nicknames instead of their real names? What is a thing with that? Uh, I think it's because they don't, they don't want to, they want, uh, they don't want society to know them by who they were. They want to know them by who they are now. Okay. But Mr. Pandansky, their counselor, just refers to them as their real names, saying that they will be the names society remembers. So what the nicknames and Mr. Pandansky are sort of going against each other. Okay. So, uh, I wanted to ask a quick question, though, mm-hmm. since all the ki- kids have nicknames. What would be your nickname? I know I have a nickname ready, but I want to hear your nickname. So, in college, one summer, I worked in New York and D.C. running, like, some kind of kids camp. It was fun. It wasn't what it was. And we all had walkies, and we all, like, gave each other nicknames on our walkies, right? Yeah. So we had one guy who's from Puerto Rico. We called him Rich Poor. Like, a lot of our names, because Puerto Rico means 
rich port um a lot of the the people we, that i worked with the names are kind of based on their geographical location and what was yours uh what was yours new person no i mean we were all new but mine was lone star oh they're okay. like hey lone star and i get back on the walkie like yeah what's up the lone okay. star that's that makes sense like i'm i'm a texas girl so yeah uh mine would be cat mouth why why not? Mm. I mean, who doesn't want the the nickname to be Catmouth? That's true. Okay. Um. So I'm looking at a list of questions here, and this uh-huh. is one that I like, and I want to see if you can figure out the answer. So holes is really three stories. Okay. So I want you get a second to think that. I know there's two stories bound in there, but then the third one. Okay, hold on. Um, Holes is really three stories. Which speaks to you the most and why? And could any of these stories stand alone without the others? So which two do you already know? So during Chapter 7, they refer to Stanley's uh, no-good dirty writing pig-stealing great-great-grandfather, Elia. Mm-hmm. And they sort of go on his history and how uh, he uh, was uh, living in Latvia and he met a girl he really liked and he wasn't able to get her, sadly, uh, thanks to him being cursed by Madame Zeroni. But it started off as um, he got a pig for Madame Zeroni. Mm-hmm. And um, Madame Zeroni said, you must... Uh, pick the pig up and take him to a fountain and sing a certain song to him. Okay. Uh, I'm currently right now pulling the song up. If only, if only the woodpecker sighs, the bark on the tree was a little bit softer, while the wolf waits below, hungry and lonely, he cries to the moon. If only, if only. All right, so that's... And... So the story of his grandfather, the pig-stealing grandfather. And then he gets, um... Cursed by Madame Zeroni, since Madame Zeroni said, after you pick up that pig, after the pig is ready to go to Myra Menke, the girl he loves, Myra Menke's uh, wedding thing, uh, take me up the stream and make me drink from the water. If not, you'll be doomed and cursed for all eternity. And I mean, I think you can see where it goes from here. Stanley's cursed with bad luck. Okay, so that's... That's the grandpa's storyline. Yes. And then we have Stanley's storyline. And then we have Zero's storyline, too. Okay, do we hear about Zero's storyline outside of his connection to Stanley? Mm, a little bit, yeah. Okay, who else do you think we could have a standalone storyline? Could it be the owners of the camp? Yeah, that would be like a cool storyline. But I mean, like, not could be. Like, is it in the book? Not really. Okay. So. If, it, if it is, it's only like maybe a paragraph long. Gotcha. All right. So you talked about curses. Yes. Now, I watched The New Little Mermaid last night, which was beautiful, by the way. Everyone should go watch it. Um, I, I thought Part it of this good. world is the best siren song ever. Part of your world, sorry. Um, side note. But I mentioned that only because in The Little Mermaid, Ursula casts a curse on her. Yes. Uh, Ariel doesn't get her voice anymore right but there's an additional curse i don't remember this being in the disney one and it could have been but i don't remember it um 
The additional curse that uh, Ursula casts is she forgets that that's the goal is to, that she has to be kissed. Oh, no. That wasn't in the original. Okay, so I'm not the only one that thought that. Okay. Well, that's in the movie. Um, the live action. And then you have the curse in this book. So you, as Elliot, do you believe in curses? Not really. Okay. Because I feel like you're, you're taking something and then you're sort of blaming it on something that was very minor, like, like the number 13 thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it, be, just because it's a number, that, that doesn't mean it's unlucky. Like, look at Taylor Swift. Her lucky number's 13, and then look at how big she is. That is true. She is very big. I mean, popular big. Yeah. I think she's also tall. Yes. Okay, so I'm with you. I'm not, I don't really think much of curses. Like, if yeah. someone came up to me and says, I curse you, I'd be like, okay. Whatever. Um, okay, here's another question. Stanley and Zero's relationship. Yes. How does it change throughout the course of the book? Uh, they go from, like, being somewhat friends to, like, being best buds. And here's something important. Stanley, you know, Yelnat, Elia Yelnat, failed to carry Madame Zeroni up. But here's the thing, Zero's last name is Zeroni. And Stanley carried Zero up to the mountain and sang to him the song. But uh, Zero didn't drink from the water, but still... The curse was broken, and uh, coincidentally, on that same exact day, at the same time, Stanley's father found the cure for foot fungus. Oh, that's cool. It was peaches, which uh, peaches which came into part when Zero ran away from camp and was fed and sort of survived off what he called sploosh, which was spiced peaches, and onions because they found Sam the Onion Man's secret onion field. And Sam, oh no, okay, there's technically four stories, but Sam the Onion Man, um, he was with Kate Barlow before Kate Barlow became an outlaw. Kate Barlow was a teacher originally, so I'm sure you can relate to that. Teachers gone wild, we're gonna go renegade and become outlaws, okay. Uh, and, uh, uh, Sam and Kate kiss. And someone saw them kiss, and at that time, it was illegal for a black person to kiss a white person. Okay. Um, Which it's not anymore. No. Okay. Um, It's not anymore. I just say that in case there's a listener and they've been told it's illegal. It's not. Okay, back to your story. Um, And uh, Sam, sadly, is killed. Okay. And... Before that, Kate met a police officer trying to say, like, they're going to kill Sam. What did Sam ever do? And then the cop was drunk, so he said, kiss me, since you kissed the onion pickle. And, I mean, she didn't kiss him. But then the next day, Kate came with a gun and shot the police officer and kissed him. Right after she kissed him, uh, she said, this is the kiss you've been waiting for, the kiss of death. Oh, she did that yeah so she's sort of an outlaw now and so uh, it sounds like kate's story is that third story then yes so i guess stanley and zero's story are connected yeah i would say that their stories go together yeah um 
Dealer's story goes just like maybe a tiny bit and then back to Stanley's. So then my question is, do all of the stories, can any of them stand alone or do they all have to rely on each other? They sort of have to rely on each other. Uh, so they can't stand independently from no, each other. No, because Kate Barlow's story would be out of context because if you just put that at the very beginning, it wouldn't make any sense because you learn about Kate Barlow later on when they uh, later on as the story progresses. Mm. And then without Stanley, uh, Elia's story wouldn't really make any sense. So they all sort of rely on each other. Okay, so they're very dependent on each other. Um, yes. Which was your favorite storyline? Kate's. Why? Well, just because I think it's cool. Like, like I'm, I'm, I mean, just imagine that, living life as an outlaw, out in the wild. Yeah, and she... Just pew-pewing into the air for no reason. I love the whole, like, this is the kiss you waited for. The kiss of death. Mwah. I just think that's so cool. Yeah, and um, she only kisses the people she's killed. Ooh, Kate. Ooh, I like you all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure now you want to read it. So, listeners, when we say we like a bad character, it doesn't mean that we like the actions that they do. What that means when we say we like a character, that means we like... um, how maybe easy it is to talk about them. We like discussing them and their motives and the fact that Kate, you know, like Elliot just said, the only thing she kisses the people she kills. So I think that's super cool for a character. Yeah. That's a cool way to talk about it or to write about a character, you know, like that is their, their key thing they do. Kate was my second favorite character, but zero's at the top. Zero's at the top. Por qué? Because uh, there was a specific quote that Zero said that I, in particular, really liked. Okay. Which was, so everyone thought he was stupid, but he said, I'm not stupid, I just don't like answering stupid questions. Respect. Yeah. And then you have Mr. And I just want to also throw out the other quotes I have. Mr. Pendanski said this in Chapter 8, and it was, You only have one life, make the most of it. And nothing in life is easy, but that's no reason to give up. You'll be surprised what happens if you set your mind to it. Okay. Um, and, I mean, Mr. Pedansky is the counselor, so he's trying to make everybody feel better. Gotcha. And what I like about Lewis is that he has dark comedy. You mean Lewis Sacker? Yes, Lewis Sacker. He has dark comedy. Yeah. So, like, the boys are having a great time making jokes with each other. Well, they're being cooked alive in the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, think of Texas temperature, like, like ninety to one hundred. Now, think of that all day. Yeah, no, that 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 is a reality for a lot of people outside um, during the Texas summers. Yeah. Um. Now I'm, I sort of don't want Texas summer anymore. Uh, yeah, it's hot. Okay. So. Yeah, is there any... I'm just trying to think of any other questions. That we have. I feel like we talked a lot about this what, book. What about the movie? Oh, yeah, talk to me about the movie. Um, Again, you know, tons of spoilers here. Yeah. Um, uh, Did you like the movie? Yes. Do you not like, like the movie? I, I like the movie. Do you like it better? No. Okay, talk. Uh, uh, So, the movie did it in a way... Like, it cut out some stuff, but most of it was there, but they just sort of shortened it. 
Because most of the book was describing what was happening. There wasn't right. much dialogue. There was dialogue, but most of it was describing everything. Okay. And giving a history. And what I liked was even in the movie, they had Kate Barlow's story. Mm-hmm. Well, it, like you said, it's important yeah. to the book. And And what's even better is that, like, you represent those characters more. In fact, that was the only scene in the movie that I like better than the book because the movie expands on it more so you can learn more about Sam and you can learn more about uh, Kate and mm-hmm. everything. And apparently Camp Green Lake start, stopped raining right after Sam died. Okay. So you shouldn't go around just killing people. And hope that nothing bad happens. Do you think that could also be like tied into a curse? Was there a curse? No, on that? not no. really. So what was different? First of all, uh, Stanley wasn't fat. In the book, he was described as overweight. But in the movie, he looked like the average human. like Just the average kid? Yeah. Um, do you think it would have been important for them to have gotten that right? The casting right? Mm. Really, it doesn't change the character. No, not okay. really. Although in the book, it mentioned that it was easier for Stanley to dig a hole because he could press more weight on the shovel. Gotcha. Um, and then also in the movie, when they find the treasure with Stanley's name on it from his grandpa, he finds out he opens it and he finds out there's like a lot of treasure in there. But in the book, he never opens it. What happens to it? I don't know. They probably explain it in like the sequel, Small Steps. Mm. I haven't I haven't read it yet, but I don't really want to since like I feel like without Zero or any it's Zero or Stanley it doesn't really make it holes. That's true. Or even a sequel. That's true. Well maybe it's just like a different journey and Well it is. It's armpit and X rays. That they've been released. Gotcha. Man, what a joy that your name is Armpit. Yeah, I mean, he got the name Armpit because of his armpit smell. And in the movie, there was a whole scene where Armpit fooled the warden. And then uh, the warden said, that's uh, shower privileges for you, lost. And everybody was like, no! Because <laughs> that's stinky. Yeah. All right. Um, any other differences? Or is that really the uh, yeah, big Yeah, there thing? was some dialogue changes, okay. but nothing too major. Okay. It was, it was like a pretty one-to-one. Yeah? Pretty good on that? All yeah. right. Um, so, obviously, it was a movie. Let me get your opinion. Would it have done better as, like... A TV show? Yeah, like a um, multi-part TV show. No, not really. I think the movie was fine enough. Okay. Although, I would have liked it to be animated, so you could, like... Capture all the characters the way they were meant to be. Okay. Or you can just cast people that look like them. Yeah. All right. So tell me if I... Well, also you wouldn't have to worry about, like, finding the right location. That's true. That's true. But that's what scouts do. Scouts are... Not like Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. Like, scouts scout out locations for movies. All right. If someone has already read Holes, what should they read next? Any other Lewis Sacco, really. I've looked at... I've looked at some of his book plots and... 
They look really good, actually. Mm-hmm. And when I tried using teaching books to find books similar to it, I got stuff like The Graveyard Book, The Giver, Romeo and Juliet appeared on there. Probably because they're kind of like classic mentor texts. And then when I looked for humor, since it is humor, I got a whole bunch of dog man. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing. Um, I feel like if someone finishes Holes... As a librarian, I would suggest Hatchet by Gary Paulson or really any Gary Paulson because it's an outdoor adventure. Um, most of Gary Paulson's books, though, it is a solitary main character. You don't have like a group of friends like this does, but you still have it's an outdoor adventure. To be honest, I didn't really like Hatchet. That's OK. You don't have to like uh, it. Although uh, when I read Lord of the Flies, I was like, you know, Lord of the Flies and Hatchet have a lot in common. But Lord of the Flies is more of a group, mm-hmm. which shows like society being built and what it can do to people. Mm-hmm. But then Hatchet is just like one lone dude trying to survive. Which yeah. I mean, that that's a fine plot. I'm not gonna argue with it, but that's just not your style. I like yeah. Hatchet. All right. Um, I anything like else? It's more of a group that's like struggling. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um, Okay, the next book we are going to read is... Green Glass House by Kate Milford. Okay, that one is so good. Um, I listened to it on audiobook. It was lovely. It's a great little, like, clue-style mystery um, with some D&D feel to it. And that's part of a series. Um, So that's a really good one. It's a series? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the first in a series. There's, like, four of them, I think. Then I also would like to say some other books we're looking at reading. So if anyone wants to start getting the books now, what are the other ones? You're... Uh, I want to say we're going to do Fat Angie. Okay, Fat Angie by E.E. E. Charleston Trujillo? Yeah, I think, that, okay. I think that's the last name. All right. Um, we just refer to him as E.E. E. Yeah, E.E. E. Um, I want to do War Girls. I'll do that with you. You want to do War yeah. Girls? I'll do that after E.E. because I know E.E. said he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love E.E. E.E., if you're listening, love you. Love you, boo. Okay. Um, Yeah, War Girls is fantastic. And what are, I'm just like putting the ones out there where you're thinking, what about Alone? Maybe, yeah. I think Alone. Alone by Megan Freeman is a really good one. We're going to do that one. Yeah, we're going to do it for Poetry Month, but it's okay. Yeah. It's still amazing. We can still do it. It's a novel in verse. Beautiful. Okay. So that's what I think we yes. are looking um, at for uh, just yeah. next couple ones. Yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to mention uh, when I'm in middle school, I'm going to be doing Ready Play One. So pick that book up, read it. Uh, there's a lot of references in there, so it'll help you read it if you can like go through all the references and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole bunch of references, so I recommend you pick Ready Player One up right now. All right. You ready to sign us off? Yeah. Uh, that is the bookshelf at the end of the universe. And um, do you want to dig a hole? I want to dig a hole to China. I mean, I'll dig a hole to put a tree in it. You know, I've always been wondering this. Do kids in China want to dig a hole to America? Just like in America, we want to dig a hole to China. Hmm. Haven't thought of that. Yeah, I just came up with that. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I hope you have happy reading. Happy reading.